88K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. Carrie Lam refuses to meet pan-democrats to discuss the proposed extradition law. The Law Reform Commission calls for urgent legislation against upskirt photographs. And Japan prepares for the first abdication of an emperor in over 200 years. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has dismissed a request from pan-democrat lawmakers to meet over the planned amendments to fugitive laws. Before the weekly executive council meeting, Mrs Lam said it would be meaningless to set up a meeting and let the lawmakers try to pressure her into withdrawing the amendments. She said the proposal should be discussed openly in LegCo. If the meeting's main purpose is to pressurise me to withdraw the bill, then there is no purpose for that sort of meeting. But if the purpose of meeting is to go into the uh, safeguards in the proposed legislation, then I think the best uh, platform to do that is the Bills Committee of the Legislative Council and not a closed-door meeting with the uh, Chief Executive. Meanwhile, lawmakers in the Bills Committee tasked to vet the, sorry, the controversial extradition proposal have again failed to elect a chairman after a two-hour meeting. Instead, the most senior councillor presiding, Democrat James Toe, spent most of the time dealing with procedural matters. He even adjourned the session for 15 minutes, about half an hour before it was due to end, to clarify with LegCo's legal advisor if he had a conflict of interest in presiding the meeting. He was questioned by Civic Passion's Cheng Chun-Tai over his legal background. But Speaking through an interpreter, Mr. Toe said he doesn't have any cases involving fugitives. As a lawyer, I don't have any cases that are dealing with fugitive offenders. I had asked my law firm and the call could not connect. My partner, now whenever he takes cases, he won't notify me and he does not share the revenue. I'm just a consultant lawyer. So as long as I don't uh, introduce clients to the firm, there's no pecuniary interest. The opposition camp want more time for a public consultation to discuss the bill, which will allow for fugitives to be sent to jurisdictions where Hong Kong has no extradition deal. Here's Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Kwok. We know what the turnout of the Bills Committee will be like, that we will have uh, repeated questions by legislators the government would simply repeat and repeat their official stance. And we know that they will rush this thing through as soon as possible. So it is our duty to stop this bill from going any further down the line. The government wants the bill passed before LegCo goes on its summer break to ensure that a man who was jailed yesterday won't be released from custody before he can be sent to Taiwan for a murder trial. Pro-establishment lawmakers have warned they may bypass the committee and table the bill directly to the full Legislative Council if today's meeting ended again without electing a chairman. Pro-government lawmaker Priscilla Learn from the Business and Professionals Alliance said she disagreed with the tactic and urged pan-democrats to be rational. Bill's committee is very important for law drafting and for the dialogue between the government official and the individual legislator. And also specific ideas can be raised in the committee discussion. So I really don't want to see anything to happen to bypass the committee. 
In other news, the Medical Association has fine-tuned its proposal to exempt overseas doctors from doing internships. Originally, overseas doctors would have to complete 18 months of clinical experience at either the hospital authority, one of two medical schools in Hong Kong, or the Department of Health. Now, the association says this doesn't have to be obtained from inpatient services. The proposal will be voted on at a medical council meeting next month. The association's vice president, David Lam, says it's not a compromise. It's not quite right to talk about compromise. If I say compromise, it means that I'm, I'm trying to back off from what I already have. And people will say this is protectionism. So I never think we should be thinking in that manner. We just think, I just think at least, uh, what is right, what is uh, correct and appropriate for society, and we take it from there. This is a, an appropriate decision. The Medical Council recently voted down several proposals to make it easier for foreign doctors to work here to alleviate the chronic shortage in public hospitals. The Law Reform Commission has recommended new laws to punish voyeurism and upskirt photography, noting there's an imminent need for their introduction. There have been calls in the community for specific laws to outlaw the acts, after the Court of Final Appeal ruled that prosecutors should not have been relying on the charge of access to a computer with criminal or dishonest intent. The Commission says a specific offence of non-consensual upskirt voyeurism should be catch-all and outlaw the act regardless of whether it is done for sexual gratification. DAB lawmaker Elizabeth Quatt welcomed the Commission's proposal. However, she urged the government to act quickly. She said women are in a dire situation until a new law is enacted. What happened now is we do not have any law that can combat this kind of criminals. We are very welcome that the Law Reform Committee have come up with a suggestion that the government should, based on their suggestion, to set up the bill as soon as possible. Government data shows local home prices increased by nearly 3% in March compared to the previous month, the biggest jump since October. Since January, prices overall are up by 5%. The cost of smaller flats increased at a slightly higher rate than bigger flats. Rents also went up by about 0.8% in March, the first increase in four months. The Green Group is calling on the government to do more about littering in country parks. The Green Earth says official data shows rubbish decreased by about 11% in 2018, a year after bins were removed from hiking trails. But over the past two months, the group still managed to find more than 4,600 pieces of litter along 12 popular trails. The group's project officer, Mandy Jern, fears the problem will worsen as the government promotes the countryside to visitors government is promoting the countryside to the tourists, especially to the mainland Chinese tourists. You can expect that there will be more people visiting the country parks. So I think the government has to put more effort in promoting the idea of bring your own uh, waste away from the country park. Turning overseas now, and Emperor Akihito of Japan ends his 30-year reign today by abdicating in favour of his elder son, Crown Prince Naruhito. Emperor Ak Akihito, who's 85 and has prostate cancer and heart ailments, signalled his intention to relinquish the throne three years ago. It's the first abdication of a Japanese monarch in two centuries. Akihito, who sought to modernise the imperial family and ease the painful memories of the Second World War, holds a special place in the hearts of many Japanese people. They do so much good for the country. You see them in the news doing this and that for the good of the people. I am not from the generation that experienced the war, but the emperor is the one that has kept the peace in Japan throughout his reign. So I wanted to come and see him to tell him thank you. 
The ceremony will be televised from the Imperial Palace in Tokyo. Here's the BBC's Mariko Oi. Here on the streets of Tokyo, there's a sense of celebration, anticipation and even a tinge of sadness as the country enters a new imperial era. Emperor Akihito is a well-respected and popular figure, so many are sad to see him step down, but most understand and sympathise with the 85-year-old's desire to abdicate. The United States has reiterated its determination to defeat the Islamic State group after IS released a video purporting to show its leader, Abu Bakr sorry, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, for the first time in years. U.S. officials say they're still working to confirm its authenticity. The State Department said it was clear the fight against IS isn't finished, despite its loss of territory in Syria and Iraq. Here's the BBC's Barbara Pletasha. A State Department spokesman said the loss of that territory had been a crushing strategic and psychological blow for the Islamic State group. But he said the U.S.-led coalition would keep up pressure on IS militants to ensure their enduring defeat. The video, however, seemed designed to send a message that the group was still a coherent and growing force. The man said to be Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi claimed that militants associated with IS had carried out 92 attacks in eight countries in revenge for those who died in Syria, that they were responsible for the recent bombings in Sri Lanka and that there would be more to come. The FBI has arrested a former soldier who allegedly planned a nail bomb attack on a white nationalist rally in Long Beach, California at the weekend. Agents arrested Mark Domingo, a veteran of the war in Afghanistan who converted to Islam on Friday after he was unwittingly accepted what he thought was a live bomb during an FBI sting operation. A special agent involved in the operation, Ryan Young, said he was pleased they'd managed to prevent a possible large-scale attack. This is a good day for law enforcement. Too often police officers and agents are responding to attacks on vulnerable groups, whether they're innocently attending a concert, attending classes, or praying in their respective houses of worship. It's not inconceivable that I'd be standing here today, beginning my remarks by offering condolences to victims of a horrific attack. But not today. A leading American newspaper, the Washington Post, says President Trump has now made more than 10,000 false or misleading claims since he took office in 2017. The Post says his most repeated falsehood is that his border wall is already being built. Other examples are his claim to have passed the biggest tax cut in history or his assertion that Democrats support the killing of newborn babies. The U.S. aviation regulator has received four phone calls from current and former Boeing employees about the safety of the company's new 737 MAX jetliner. The aircraft has been involved in two crashes in which nearly 350 people died. The calls began coming in within hours of the first accident. One of the whistleblowers who contacted the Federal Aviation Authority is said to have reported problems with sensors in the controversial anti-stall system, which has been implicated in both crashes. Boeing's chief executive, Dennis Moylenberg, said the company was making progress towards getting approval for new software. From the days immediately following the Lion Air accident, our top engineers and technical experts have been working tirelessly in collaboration with the Federal Aviation Administration and our customers to finalize and implement a software update that will ensure accidents like these never happen again. 
Financial news now, and in currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.55 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 11 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 15 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 29,740, 152 points down on the previous close. Turnover was $38.9 billion. Now to sports, and here's Adam Jung. The Hong Kong Premier League leaders Tai Po will go for a third straight win in the group stage of football's AFC Cup tonight when they host North Korea's April 25, a team composed of officers from the army. The two sides are level on points at the top of Group I. Both have two wins from two matches. Our football commentator Chris K.L. Lau says the North Koreans present a big challenge for Tai Po. April 25 will be firm favourites to win as they have a rock solid defence and a very potent attack. In their last match away, they easily defeated Kichi 2-0 and Taipo have to look out for their striker Kim Yu Song, who was also the 2017 AFC Cup top scorer. Taipo have punched above their weight and tonight's game will be very tough, so I expect that Taipo will draw, but it will be very tough. Tonight's contest is the first of an AFC Cup doubleheader at Mong Kok Stadium. Tomorrow night, Kichi will play on the same pitch against Hang Yuan of Taiwan, both teams seeking their first win. Now, the first legs of the European Champions League semi-finals will take place this week, starting with Tottenham against Ajax in London tonight. Spurs are playing in their first European Cup semi-final since 1962. They'll be without star strikers Harry Kane and Son Heung-min. But manager Maurizio Pochettino is positive that his team can get the job done without them. During the whole season playing in that competition in Champions League, you can see with ones or another, with some names, with some player out, some player in, we always compete and achieve to be here today. Ajax have won the trophy four times, but this is their first semi-final since 1997. The Dutch giants added Danny Blin from Manchester United last year and Dusan Tadic from Southampton. Ajax coach Eric Ten Hag says it helps to have players with English Premier League experience on his team. Last season, we had maybe a lack of experience and we were looking for experience and uh, we looked on purpose in the Premier League because they know um, uh, what you can deserve or how to win um, uh, titles and how you beat big opponents um, and they had to bring it in our squad and that's what they did. The other semi-final is between Barcelona and Liverpool. They kick off tomorrow night with the first leg taking place at the new Camp. To basketball now, and the second-round NBA playoff series between Toronto and Philadelphia is all square after the 76ers took Game 2 against the Raptors. Jimmy Butler led the way with 30 points as the Sixers came through 94-89 winners. Toronto missed six of their first eight shots, and they trailed the rest of the way. Game 3 is in Philly, Friday morning, Hong Kong time. And that's your look at sports. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. Carrie Lam refuses to meet pan-democrats to discuss the proposed extradition law. The Law Reform Commission calls for urgent legislation against upskirt photographs. And Japan prepares for the first abdication of an emperor in over 200 years. And that's the news from RTHK.
you got me down Funny cause you couldn't be more wrong I feel you right back I bet you hate 